Welcome to the Union Jews Podcast. UK's only Things Union show, produced for your downloadable digital delight and appreciation. In this special episode, the Working River Collection of Songs and Music, telling the story of the people who work on and live by the River Thames, a trade union history. And welcome to a special edition of the Union Jews podcast. I'm Simon Sapper, and in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at a new collection of songs and music called Working River, which celebrates the lives of the people who work on, live by the River Thames. Now, the River Thames is obviously a special place in so many ways. A cradle or cauldron of poetry and literature, of music and the arts, of industry and empire, but also of poverty and strife, struggles and strikes, insurrection and inspiration for such a short river not even 220 miles from source to sea it is hardwired into our national psyche not just part of how we see ourselves but also how others see us old father thames is one moniker but there are others the royal river claims some a bar of liquid gold william blake is said to have observed liquid history said trade unionist john burns at the end of the 19th century one thing is for sure As Brian Denny, the collection's curator, says in his introduction, our monarchs and rulers have always sought to be associated with the river as a symbol of power and authority. But take away the Tudor palaces, Shakespeare's plays, Handel's water music, great paintings from Turner to Monet, and look instead at the Great Rebellion of 1381, 1450's Battle of London Bridge, the North Sands Mutiny of 1797, 1889's dock strike for a minimum wage of six old pence a day, the docker's tanner. But as more bridges put pay to the once mighty industrial muscle of the Thames watermen, and world power level docks put pay to the lighter men, there is a danger that the stories of triumph over despair, resilience over injustice, value over price, get washed away as one tide follows another and follows another and follows another. This collection is built upon these historical foundations, but brought bang up to date with new songs, upcoming artists, and well-established musicians. I was delighted to welcome Brian onto the Union Jews podcast to tell us more about the collection and the songs in it. Brian Denny, curator of Working River, thank you very much for joining us on this Union Jews special podcast. Well, thanks for the invitation, it's lovely. First of all, for listeners who aren't familiar, what is the Working River collection of songs and music of the Thames? Well, it's 21 songs sung and written and performed uh, by working people about the lives of working people on the River Thames. The River Thames is known as the Royal River because of uh, the association with royalty, but the lives of working people is often overlooked in history 
but yet, uh, what we found when we started looking that there is a wealth of songs and poems and and um, art produced by working people about the lives of working people, and we found we thought it was really important to record that. Uh, now, because some of the some of the performers are quite old, but on the other hand, some of the performers, our youngest performer is eight years old, so we've got right through the generation, wow. and half the songs are sung or about women. So it's very a very diverse collection, but we thought it was important to record it now uh, because these histories are being lost. Well, as you say, I mean, almost like the, the turn of each time sweeps a bit more of of that history history away, doesn't it? What was the journey like getting from the idea? I mean, because in a way it's strange, isn't it? The Thames is such, so pivotal in the national psyche, but there's never been anything like this done, done before. So what was the journey like from having the idea to actually getting to the finished product? How long did it take and what were the pitfalls? Uh, well, it started about, I'd say it started, an idea started about 10 years ago. But then last year uh, we set up Folk Tree Recordings, some of me and some of my colleagues who are fans of traditional song and working song. And uh, we we had about four songs. And then we thought, why can't we dig deeper and see what we can find? This is about a year ago. And then, of course, we approached the General Federation of Trade Unions, who were, who were just excited about the project. And we couldn't believe uh, the amount of songs that just kept coming. I think we could probably make the CD again uh, as a uh, volume two already, because there is a plethora of songs that weren't there before. And so the journey was very interesting and uh, it became quite difficult during lockdown, of course. But on the other hand, it focused our minds enough to um, uh, to go out there and do field recordings of people, socially distanced, of course, and uh, and to start working on it. And so in the end, it was a lockdown project, if you like, but we, that, that kind of developed as it went along. And as I say, we could probably record this album again because there's so much coming up uh, that we we didn't know about. We, or we, and uh, we have, there's still sources for us to, to explore. Oh, wow. Well, I, I tell you what, you'd, you'd find a, a very willing buyer here, I tell you, for Volume 2. I mean, I love, I love Volume 1. And what, one of the things I liked about it was that range of, of kind of production values. I mean, there are some things that sound like they've been done in a studio, albeit maybe a home studio. There are some things that sound like they've been been done in a pub possibly or, or at a live event anyway and the, just the, the range of of styles that makes it very atmospheric i've got to say it's well that's that's a, a really know, interesting really well that's a really interesting point simon because we wanted to set out to make what is called a source album this is not a sort of um a yes album this is a this is an album of uh, recording working people singing in their own environments and as a result we've got mm. live recordings we have recordings uh, in people's living rooms and obviously and we have very high level recordings as well but these are the, what's important about this album Simon is the songs really the songs are eternal and uh, we weren't too bothered about making an album that was that polished it's it's in it's it's as we found them and the songs are meant to be enjoyed in their own environment and we have i say we had sing arounds and folk clubs and um that was part of the joy of it really well, I, I've, got, I've got to say, it is a kind of very joyous experience, even though some of the songs, as we'll come to talk about, are about pretty gruesome <laughs> events that don't always end well for working people. But, but I mean, the, the, the joy and the energy kind of kind of comes through. I mean, I'm a bit of a folk music ignoramus, I'm afraid, Brian. I mean, how how would you describe the musical style? Well, it's, it's, yeah, folk folk is um, English folk in particular is quite quite misunderstood, uh, but it comes folk music 
and traditional music comes from working people. And it's evolved into very high levels of uh, skill. Uh, but in the end, for us, folk is three chords and the truth. And uh, that's what we've tried to portray. And all the, the interesting thing about the album is all these performers uh, perform for the love of it. They perform in folk clubs. I think it's only, it's, uh, none, none of the um, uh, performers, uh, they, they uh, do this for a living. This is their pastime. This is their passion. That, that's what I think is important about it and about folk music is it's a living tradition. What's interesting is half the songs are very, very new. They've only just been recorded. I was going to ask yeah, you. And, and, yeah. uh, only just been written. And in fact, uh, some of them have only just been written. And then some of them were written in the 18th century. So that's the thing about it. It's a living tradition. I think that's, how, that's the easiest way to understand it, Simon. Wow. Well, let's, let's come to the music now. And the, the first track we're going to look at is Sweet Thames Flow Softly by Joe and Jolene. I mean, I mean, this is, you know, seeing the, the river as like a, a ribbon for the hair of a woman that this chap's taking on a cruise upstream from, from Woolwich to Hampton Court, you know. I mean, I, I, I won't give away any plot spoilers. I mean, all goes well until the tide <laughs> turns. I mean, there's a marvellous line in there. Kissing her once again at Wapping. After that, there was no stopping. <laughs> Is this a new song or a traditional now, one? This was what? written uh, by some, a fella called Ewan McCall uh, about 60 years ago. I know. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, Ewan McCall yeah. was a, a kind of a, um, a lodestar for the folk revival in the 50s and 60s. Mm. Uh, but, he, but it's a very poignant song because it is about working people, the river and love. And uh, that, uh, the other thing that, that runs through the album, apart from gruesome events, is love. And um, uh, it, is, it is just a fantastic song. And I asked, I, I approached Jolene to sing it. What's interesting, it's, it's from a man's point of view, but it's sung by a woman. But I, I don't, that's, that's, again, that's a part of the folk tradition. And uh, we went round, we recorded it in a front room and it was a bit like a religious experience. Anyone who listens to this song is so, it's fantastic. I think her voice is, is sublime. And again, she sings in folk clubs. You know, for me, she's a star of the, of the album. I met my girl at Woolwich Pier beneath the big crane standing and all the love
that was Sweet Thames Flow Softly by Joe and Jolene, written by the great Ewan McCall. I mean, the, the, the kind of, the enduring, uh, eternal nature of, of the river and the people who live on it or by it. The, the line, Sweet River Thames flows to the sea, bearing ships and part of me. There's a, there's a real interconnection, isn't there, between the people of the river and the river itself? Yeah, I mean, people who, who uh, live and work on the river. I mean, I, li- I, I live on the river. I, mean, so I live in the South End and uh, we, you know, uh, I would say a lot of my friends, and we all commune with the river in some ways because it's forever changing and uh, particularly out on the estuary, it is something mm. else. I mean, it, it beats the Amazon yeah. every time for me and the light and the, and that's why it's inspired artists for for centuries, really. And, um, but the, the what's been missing is that, um, that ordinary working class kind of approach to to uh, what is a majestic uh, river. Well, our next selection from the album is Lapwing to Shore by Kate Waterfield and Charlie Skelton. I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. I mean, you can you can imagine, I can see in my mind the lapwing soaring and ducking and, di- and diving. I mean, again, is this a new one or something that's been around for a while? Well, this song means a lot to me. This was played at my wedding uh, in five years ago in a, oh, in a fisherman's chapel. It, what's interesting is it's the only music on the album without words. But what's interesting, Simon, is how lyrical it is. As I say, it's so evocative. Mm. It's about Two Tree Island, which is just off of Canby, between Canby and Leon Sea. And it is a very special place. It's got old, old uh, rotten piers and the cormorants... Uh, dry their wings out there and the lapwings feed there and and of course the geese uh, it feed there before they migrate so it toots you on it's exactly what the um the music suggests and very personal bit of um favorite of mine but it does for some reason i don't know how but it does evoke the thames it, it certainly does and i've got to say kate and charlie i mean you know the, these are these are extremely proficient musicians aren't they i mean and it's just well we're very lucky we're very lucky in south end because kate and charlie live in south end and they regularly perform at our uh, folk club the hoy anchor and uh, yeah they are it's uh, something else to have them and we're lucky i mean it's not only that most of the performers on the album have performed at our folk club so we are we are, we are indeed lucky you're blessed you are blessed indeed his lap yes we are blessed. his, his lap wing to shore <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, after that kind of reverie, almost we get we get much bloodier, don't we, with our next selection, which is Death of Parker um, by Anne Dearman and Steve, Steve Harris. Now, I suspect I suspect the role of Richard Parker is, is perhaps not as well known as it should be for such a uh, a revolutionary. Um, I mean, well, what what's extraordinary, Simon, is that these songs are about hidden histories, and because they're about working people. They are hidden histories, but what's incredible is just off of South End, there's a place called the North Sandbank, and it's where the largest, one of the largest mutinies ever took place in 1797. And it was devastating for the Admiralty, because there, there hadn't been a pay rise in the, in the Royal Navy for over 100 years, and uh, the flogging was regular, the food was terrible, and they mutinied, and they mutinied at Nor and at Spithead. In many ways, it was a, it was a success because uh, conditions improved uh, notably. But it, it but it's been hidden from history, and people don't know about that. And unfortunately, the, unfortunately, Richard Parker was the was the so called president of the mutiny, and he was hung at the Nore on HMS Sandwich in 1797 as an example for the mutineers. But there's two songs on the album. There's this song, Death of Parker, and there's also Gold Spring. Goldspring Thompson was at the mutiny. He, as a teenager, he escaped and he, he hid out for many years in, in the marshes uh, around South End and Essex. And then he moved back to Leon C. And there's actually a photograph of him in the booklet that comes with the uh, album. So for us, it was really important that the Nor Mutiny was remembered. And I think Death of Parker is, is a real highlight about Richard Parker's wife, who exhumes the body and takes him off for a decent burial. And I think it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. It's a great story about, about as, you, as, you, as you say, the lament of Mrs. Parker. Although he was hung up for mutiny, worse than him were left behind, is one of the lyrics, which is great. Here's, here's, here's a snippet of it. What a great line that is. <laughs> I tell you what, it's wonderful. There's some, some wonderful words here, I tell you. In dead of night when all was silent and many thousands lay fast asleep, I and three other mates beside me into his burying ground did creep. With trembling hands instead of shovels, we quickly scratched the earth away. London we drove away There I had him most peacefully buried And a sermon preached by him that day Farewell Parker, your troubles are over You are free from sorrow and pain I hope your soul in heaven is shining Where I will meet with you again the lyrics on these things it's just, the storytelling is magnificent it's it's just you know, God, you know you listen with a well, smile that, on your that, face that, that's the 
the, uh, the, the writing is extraordinary, and that's a part of the tradition, um, how lyrical and how wonderfully written they are. And uh, this, this tradition goes back to the Middle Ages of uh, storytelling through song. Somebody at the GFTU said, uh, even said, can't we go, and go somewhere else and find some other songs about different regions? And I think that would be a good idea. In some ways, there are things that the Thames has in common with all the great industrial river, rivers of the UK, the Clyde, the Mersey, the Humber and so on. But there are things that are distinctive about the, the Thames. It's interconnection with London being one of them. Coming from the 1797 to something more recent, I guess, is, our, is the next song we've picked, which is Rolling Down the River by Jack Forbes. I mean, Jack, I mean, shame on me. I, I'd not heard of Jack Forbes before we, researching for, for the, this podcast, but my goodness, what a career, what a legend that guy was. Well, so <clears throat> you won't have heard of him, uh, Simon. What's interesting about Jack is that he was very, a shy man. He only he passed away about four years ago, and uh, he, he was just a legend in in Essex and Kent for the songs. He wrote many songs about the barge trade and uh, the river, but no one had ever heard of him. In fact, this song is sung around the world. There's a shanty crew in Canada called it and put it out, and they actually had traditional in the brackets, and because they, they didn't know who wrote it. And so Jack was a very shy man who never promoted himself and he just sung his songs. And so the part of this album is the celebration of Jack Forbes. And uh, that's why we finished the album on this song. Uh, one one um, raucous night in Leon C about four years ago. It's, I mean, this is, this, is, this, is, this is a party for your ears, listeners. I, I can tell you, Rolling Down the River uh, by Jack Forbes and Friends. I once was a rigger and I worked like hell. Rolling up, rolling down. Sailing with the OCL Rolling down the river Rolling up, rolling down We'll all get drunk in Tilbury Town it's 24 hours we'll turn around Go rolling down the river The work is good and the wage is fine Rolling up, rolling down You take a trip with a container line Rolling down the river the river by jack forbes um what i like about that brian is is, is like the the lyrics and the music inter intercombine like perfectly like the incessant rhythm of work matched by the rhythm of the lyrics you know london to tilbury night out on the town turn around come back repeat you know but as 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 the song says the work is good and the pay's fine <laughs> so it's not all bad news <laughs> he was really steeped in the folk tradition i mean he studied folk as a as an art form for so many years and that's what informs his writing and it's it's through centuries of writing and you can see that in the lyrics you can hear that in the lyrics he's informed by a very long tradition of speaking clearly to tell a story about ordinary people and i think he he embodies that 
completely. Well, a journey along the working river is almost uh, done, but we're going to end with London is the place for me by Ozzy and Dave, which is unlike any other track on the album. And as a, as a kind of London boy rather than an Essex boy, this by a short whisker is my favourite track on the on the album. What's the background to it? <laughs> well, yeah, I love this song. Well, first of all, I'm um, me and my brother. We've be, we've always been big fans of Calypso and reggae, uh, of course, uh, from the West Indies. But what was interesting, we were sitting around thinking about the album, and what came up was the idea of migration because. London has always been a um, diverse place. In the in the 1700s, the Lascars from Bengal were the sailors, uh, Indian sailors, lived and worked around Wapping. So that was the first real big migration of workers. And then, of course, it struck us that the Windrush actually landed at Tilbury and we can't have an album without that event. And, of course, there's a famous recording of Lord Kitchener singing on the boat, actually, and um, we were sitting around and we knew a jazz guitarist, Dave, who, who does a lovely job of the music. But um, he said, uh, well, there's a, there's a fellow from Trinidad who, who does Calypso. He can do that. But what's lovely about it is so laid back. His delivery is so laid back of a great song. And uh, we thought that completed the collection for us. London is the place for me London, this lovely city You can go to France or America India, Asia or Australia Come back to London City Speaking broad-mindedly And I'm glad to know my mother country I've been traveling to countries years ago But this the place I want to know London, that's the place for me The English people are very sociable They take you here, they take you there They make you feel like a millionaire London, that's the place for me well, Listeners, if you've, if you've enjoyed the five tracks that, that we've picked out, the 21 you, you won't be disappointed by the other 16 You can get the album from... <laughs> GFTU... Dot com and it's also on Bandcamp, Simon. You can download the album on Bandcamp and even listen to some of the tracks first if you want. So uh, it's either on Bandcamp or on gftu.com. Uh, We're all very modern, and you can download or buy the CD. But I'd encourage people to buy the CD because it comes with a little booklet that uh, contains the history of, of the river in terms of working people. Now, the booklet, and Brian's been too modest because the, the booklet is, is written by Brian himself and it is really informative, really puts everything in context, a great source of information, some great pictures in there as well. Oh, thanks, Simon. That's great. That's, I'm, uh, I'm really encouraged now that you said that. <laughs> You've no reason to be anything but, but Brian. Just the, the CD will cost you ten ninety nine. The download will cost you 8 quid. All proceeds go to the GFTU's Educational Trust, which is a, a vital 
trade union education resource very much needed in these these difficult times at, at the moment. Brian, thank you so much for spending time with me on this Union Do special special podcast. Best of luck with the with, with the album. I really, really look forward to volume two. I really do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, we're, we're we're working on it as we speak. I think uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and, and congratulations on a really good project. Really, really worthwhile. Oh, thanks, Simon. That's lovely. That's really lovely. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was Working River, the songs and music of the Thames, as told to me by the collections curator Brian Denny. If you did enjoy it, then. The full album, 21 Songs plus the booklet, is available from Folktree Recordings, or one word, .bandcamp.com, or from the gftu.org.uk. It's not gftu.com, as Brian said during our discussion. It's gftu.org.uk. All proceeds to the GFTU Educational Trust. The project's also been supported by the Society for the Study of Labour History, SSLH. If you want to find out a bit more, then head over to the makesyouthink.com forward slash loud shirts site and you will find the companion blog post to this podcast. All the songs, all the artists, lots of links, lots of signposting, lots of extra information. www.makesyouthink.com forward slash loud shirts is the link you need. If you like that style of program, if you think there are other subjects that we could do a special Union News episode on, please do let me know. Join the discussion. You can email the show at unionjews at makesyouthink.com or tweet us at jewsunion. Please do share widely. And if you could rate us on the podcast platform of your choice, that would be fantastic. If you want to know more about the GFTU, you can listen to the Union Jews podcast we recorded earlier this year with their General Secretary, Doug Nichols, uh, uh, available from the podcast platform of your choice, of course. Do keep your eyes and ears open for news of a couple more specials that we'll be publishing between now and Christmas. And we'll be back with a third series of Union Jews in January 2021. Uh, until then, thanks very much for your company. Thanks for listening. This is me, Simon Sapper, saying whatever you're doing, do look after yourselves, look after each other, stay safe, and I'll see you around.